Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Instructor Podcast, where every week we're joined by experts and innovators, leaders and game changers, so we can hold a mirror up at the instructor industry and see where we can improve and raise our standards. So if you're ready, we'll make a start. Hi and welcome to the Instructor Podcast. I'm Emma Morgan and you can join me this week as we hold a mirror up to the host of the podcast who's normally on at this beginning part. So we welcome Terry. Terry, welcome to your own podcast. It's really weird being this side. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it. I'm not sure I like it, but thank you for having me on. Yeah, <laughs> you're so welcome. Thanks for thanks for um, for having me as well. Uh, so we're really really looking forward to this chat that we're going to have today. So this is basically you've kind of interviewed a lot of different people, lots of different subjects, and you're having like a lovely little reflection back on some of those key themes that have come out, some of the some of the perspectives that you've kind of had from those people, and little learnings that you've kind of um, picked up along the way so that's what we're here to do today um shall we do this like the way that i do things on my podcast and shall i just throw a question straight at you yeah throw me deep and i like it that way okay so really curious to know um let's just go back to the start so why why a podcast um, was that something that you were interested in before but why a podcast for this particular sort of subject area um i think as you can probably tell by this episode i'm ridiculously self-indulgent <laughs> and to be able to go to a podcast and go and speak to people is just brilliant for me. I'm not getting a free hour of therapy every week by talking to people, which is, <laughs> it is brilliant, which is kind of why this podcast. But back when I was about I don't know, 60, probably younger than that, back at school, my goal, what I wanted to be when I grew up was a, a DJ, a radio DJ. And um, I can remember there was a particular, I don't know, classic one, but we were asked what we wanted to do. And I said a radio DJ and I was mocked and ridiculed and it's like, oh, I don't, silly, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So I gave that up and become uh, a carpenter um, <laughs> and uh, a host of other things. And then um, for, for years, I love podcasts, uh, going right back to the first one I listened to, which I remembered the other day because I'd seen a prompt somewhere about it, which was a Chris Moyle show when he was on Radio, radio One. So right back when he started doing podcasts on that was when I started listening been listening ever since always wanted to do one never really knew what to do one about and then I thought well I'm a driving instructor I've, I've got a bit of knowledge I know some people this is what I can do it about and I can do it for my benefit because if I would learn from it then there'll be other instructors that learn from it as well and there's also a lot of room for improvement in the industry as there's a lot of good in the industry but a lot of room for improvement. And if I can bring out a little bit of improvement, even if it's just in one or two people, then then I would achieve the goal there. That's that's brilliant. I think there might be that kind of radio DJ gene in people because I have a similar sort of backstory. There is audio tapes out in my mum and dad's attic somewhere where I literally you know, used to get those little uh, double cassette players and I used to like play a piece of music and I used to literally my radio show would be it's the radio today and this is Kylie and then I used to sort of just record like that playing <laughs> and like I think that kind of sort of need to do some kind of spoken word thing so I really relate 
to that kind of, yeah, I kind of want to talk about something. Don't worry about being self-indulgent either. I've done an entire season where it's literally just me just talking. I didn't even bring other people in uh, to begin with. So, um, and you use that phrase and I've kind of used your own phrase sort of on you at the start of this, but that kind of holding a mirror up to the industry, that's just sort of, just sort of dig away at that a little bit. So when you sort of say hold up a mirror, was that because you kind of had these feelings that, that was really needed and nobody else was really doing it so talk us through that um i mean just before i answer that question i'm, I'm going to come back to the the, the radio dj one because <laughs> my cassettes i can remember clearly that i made this demo tape to send to, to the local lead station which i think is just lead radio or something like that but and it was like whispering different people whispering going he's coming he's coming <laughs> like that and it was supposed to be like the second coming of jesus christ and i sent this demo taping and then it was me just doing this really crappy thing like the worst thing ever so maybe i'll do that for season two on this show i don't know we'll see but yeah exactly let's get everyone to say that in a different way but as for holding a mirror up to the industries it's probably just to be fair it's probably the wrong term i think a lot of it's holding a mirror up to me because a lot of the stuff that, that I speak about in this first series, uh, coaching, marketing, uh, the health and nutrition, running the, the business side of it, uh, second incomes, I can't remember all on top of it, but everything I cover, it's all stuff that I've struggled with. Now, I know that other instructors struggle with it as well. Um, and not just instructors, businesses, people, it's all stuff that people struggle with. And... I wanted to draw out. I've had a lot of help with this, this stuff to get better. I'm still nowhere near perfect, nowhere near I want to be. But I know that if I'm struggling, other people will be too. So it's holding a mirror up to me, but that doesn't sound as good as the industry. But And, and that's what it is. It's just reflecting on that and seeing what we can do to improve. And, and that's part of the reason why I wasn't concerned with just getting driving instructors in. I wanted to get experts and innovators and leaders and game changers in because... We can take from them, whatever industry you're in, we can take and apply those same principles. So that that was it. It's like, right, let's have a look at our weak points or my weak points and see where we can gain and pick the brains and take learns from these amazing people that have agreed to come on and just impart like mountains of knowledge, which is, uh, so yeah, I think that's where that, that stems from really. Yeah, and in terms of um, what's the driving force? Did you kind of get this list of topics that you thought, right, this is kind of what I'm struggling with, and then you linked people? Or were there just people like, oh, my God, I absolutely adore them and I want them on straight away? Was it a bit of both? Which 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 drove the other? I'm looking at I'm using drive. <laughs> yeah, the, the driving force was um, initially I wrote down eight or nine topics I wanted to speak about. Um, and the first one I wrote down was coaching because it's, it's, a, it's a passion of mine. Um, and at times, I'm really, really good at it. And other times, eh, not so much. Um, but that, that's a big passion. And that was the first one I wrote down. And then from that, I thought, who do I know that's going to come and speak about this? And it wasn't necessarily always the first person that came to mind, but I was picking what I considered the most appropriate person. And again, I use a course example. Bob Morton came on and... and I don't know Bob brilliantly, but I've interacted with him for a little while and it's just, it's phenomenal the way that he coaches. I've watched a lot of his training videos and I'm in one of his groups and um, he does a training course I'm part of and he's just, 
he's got a way of explaining stuff to me and to others about coaching and a way of displaying his coaching. And he asked some really phenomenal questions. So, yeah, I was able to go through and just pick the people to suit these topics. Then there were another couple of opportunities that, that, that arose that I couldn't miss up. And, and one of those was uh, Chris Benstead, who I'd never really come across before, but I stumbled across the, the DITC, the Driving Instructor and Trainers Collective, and I fell in love with the thing straight away. I think it's a brilliant idea. Anyway, I want someone to come on and talk about that. Who can come on and talk about that? And then, ah, met Chris, spoke to Chris, brilliant, come on, did the show. So there were a few episodes there that, that were almost add-ons, but yeah, there were initial eight or nine uh, topics, categories um, that I, I really wanted to speak about and, and shows what I consider some some quality people to come on through. Yeah, and um, we chatted through um, previously about this, that I'm I'm like as far away from being a driving instructor as you possibly can be because I, I don't drive. Um, I, I've got my own struggles in that area, but I really love those bits with Chris of us talking to you as a learner. I've taken so much. I'm, I kind of feel like it's like what's happening on the grapevine? Where are the rumours? And there's a lot of noise at the minute about tests and sort of lessons coming back on. So it's been quite interesting listening to this as a learner driver and also as someone else trying to start up a business and things like that. So for me, this podcast it is great for your industry and the people in the industry, but it's actually got much wider sort of demographics. There's people like me listening, and I'm also I'm like taking notes and sort of getting so much from it as well. Well, I'm actually going to tell you off for something there because uh, for my learner drivers, we have two rules. There's only two rules in the car. One is you're not allowed to apologize. If you ever apologize for anything, the lesson prices go by, by, by a pound an hour. I'm rewarded <laughs> at the minute, right? But, <laughs> But the second one is you're never allowed to say you don't or can't do anything. And you said you don't drive. So uh -huh. what you need to say is yet. I don't drive yet. Oh, That's the rule. With, well, we need to do some work offline because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still very much, um, I don't drive yet. There you go. We, we got but there. <laughs> just, just touching back on what you were saying, it, it's been really interesting, the feedback I have got from people that aren't within the industry. Um, now, being completely honest, it was, I forget, there was a couple of episodes towards the end of the, the, the series, I can't remember which ones, but where I felt like I was veering away from the industry a little bit. Um, and that's because I was getting a lot of feedback from people that, that weren't in the industry. And it's like, oh, these people are interested. Let's do the podcast for everyone. And then I realized that's defeating the thing I talk about a lot, which is going for a target market or a niche. It's like, no, this is for instructors. That's who the podcast aimed at. And with the last couple of episodes, I made sure I brought it back that way. The people that were listening will still be listening. They can just swap the word instructor for dentist or whatever. Um, but yeah, I did feel myself starting to veer away. And that's what I'm going to have to be a little bit conscious of going forward. Yeah. And so we've touched on there was like, if there was a bit of a theme to this first season, there were a few more coaches than, and then there were some other sort of specialists. So let's have a chat about the coaches. So share with us some of your main sort of insights and your experience from talking through to some pretty amazing coaches, I've got to say, actually. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was brilliant because I think when you look at it, almost everyone was a coach. I'm trying to think of someone that isn't a coach in some way. <laughs> and off the top of my head, I don't think there was anyone, but obviously they weren't all get brought in to talk about coaching, but it, it, I don't know. I think that 
the biggest thing for me that that seemed to come from everyone was that the aspect of self-development and personal and professional development now yes all of these guys are coaches so that's what they believe in but you know that's probably why i brought them in because it's something i'm passionate about as well so when they're you know when you go back and listen to the like at the end i always ask for one tip to leave them with it's almost always something to do with personal development you know the one that really sticks on my head and this is going right back to episode one with bob martin again he just said it was amusing because i said to him have you got any sort of tips leave us with and he went quiet for about 15 seconds Mm. and then went use the silence and it's like don't let them don't let your learners uh sorry don't interrupt your learners if you ask them a question and they're not answering just wait they'll come back eventually and I had to edit that down slightly because at 15 seconds on a podcast mm-hmm. of silence is a little bit long, but it, it was something that I realized I do in that I do let them be quiet. I do wait for them to answer, but I'd never realized I were doing it. So that was probably the, the single biggest tip in that sense in, in that it just made me realize that I need to make sure I'm doing this, but yeah, it was, it was the whole thing around personal development in that everyone says it. And it's something that I pushed more and more as we went along because it's something I do a lot. And I used to be, this podcast was, was made for me two years ago in the, I didn't used to believe in personal development or at least paying for it. And if I get something for free, great, but I wouldn't pay for stuff. It's like, but then, you know, I've switched that around myself and it's like, I want other people to do that. And it doesn't make any difference to me, you know, except that I think that, people can be better and I don't mean to be patronizing saying that but we, we can improve in 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 as people as coaches as experts as, as all that kind of stuff and I think it's it's remiss not to you know and I forget who it was it might have been Kia I can't remember but I asked I said put that point saying what would you say to people that that don't want to pay and they're like well people are paying you to up level to upskill you pay people to upskill and yeah, so I think that will be my biggest takeaway on that sense. Not a specific thing around coaching, if you like, but just that all these amazing coaches are saying the same thing. And that's the that's the one thing they all follow. They all invest in personal development. So whereas uh, Haley and Robin were coming on and, and giving some advice and, and openly and saying they struggle to follow their own advice with this stuff. But the one thing every person had in common was they invested in themselves really interesting and I think it must be something for so I'm like really privileged I work in a corporate organization so I've got whatever sort of self-development I can think of it's kind of there for me on a plate but I can imagine like working for yourself I can see that I can see why self-development can be a blocker because you're running a business at the end of the day to like building things like self-development time for you that's one of the things I really liked I think it was it was either just Hayley or it might have been Hayley and Robin who both talked about building space for yourself into your day. And I thought that must have been a bit of a revelation for a driving instructor, because whenever I've sort of worked with driving instructors or been taught by them, it's very much a, I've got, I'm back-to-back lessons all day, basically. If I can work back-to-back lessons, that's, that's going to be my model. And I thought, what an empowering thing to say, no, I'm going to have that break in the middle of the day for me. Yeah. And it, it's, that's something that, Dino uh, specifically spoke about at the end 
he was saying, it's your business. You run your business the way you want to. And, you know, it's that, that idea of, I haven't got time. Well, make time. It's your business. Like, you know, I think Haley said, well, a lot of them said it, but it's, you know, it's your business. Make time for it. And, and it's true, and it's something that I didn't used to do again. You know, again, this podcast aimed at me two years ago, and this isn't me saying that everything I do now is right and you've got to do what I do. It's not that by any stretch of the imagination. I often take 90 minutes between lessons, um, and I'll do two-hour lessons. So if I'm doing three lessons a day, that's a big chunk of time between lessons. And I really, really battled myself to, to allow myself to do that. And that's not suitable for everyone. I'm not saying that everyone should take 90 minutes, but I found that just experimenting with different timings has, has worked for me because I now go and do the stuff between lessons. So I'll go for a walk. I'll get 20, uh, 20, I won't get 20,000 steps in that hour, but I'll get 2,000 steps in that time. I'll get to eat something healthy. I do yoga in bloody Morrison's car park sometimes, you know, but I'll also update my social media. I'll catch up on my admin. I do all that between lessons and often, I then don't need to do it when I get home. Yeah. So, and it makes my day better. It it really does. Again, just to stress, I'm not saying everyone should take 90 minutes, but take control and do what's right for you. And if you're having five minutes between lessons, maybe one day, try having 15 and and just see how it works. You know, it might mean you've got to lose a lesson somewhere to fit it in, but, you know, maybe you'll enjoy your day a bit more. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, Another episode that really stood out for me, and it's the one that, I really kind of want to push this out into the world because it's an episode I think absolutely everybody should listen to. And that was the one with G. Um, I have never had some of the messages explained so clearly (laughs) around being an ally for LGBTQ plus community. I adored it. I need to listen to it again because I want to absorb it. That was something that I really wanted to commit to is being a better ally so I absolutely that's my fucking that's I know you're not allowed favorites but that's probably my favorite episode <laughs> um yeah you are allowed favorites I've got a favorite um and G A as a person is phenomenal and B as a guest was phenomenal just so much insight and knowledge but they were also my first scary ask I was genuinely scared to ask G to come on and I, I don't really know why I, I, I don't know why I was scared but I genuinely was because I think, I don't know why, if I'm being honest, but I messaged and, and asked and she just responded hard yes. And I did a little dance like, yes, not just yes, hard yes. <laughs> and I did a little jig. Um, but yeah, they just come on and, and just the, I think the way you explain stuff is, is, is phenomenal. It's straight to the point. It's blunt without being rude. And it just explains it. They've just got a brilliant way of putting it across. Um, and I've listened back to that episode a couple of times because I find it one of the ones where I can go back and take something from every time. Uh, and that was, at the time of recording that, that was the shortest episode I'd done. Uh, I think it was about 40 minutes long, that interview. So it probably made me a bit less blavery with my words and, and a bit more condensed. Um, but yeah, I loved having them on. Uh, that was a great episode. And that's probably the one I've got the, the most feedback from, actually. It sparked a bit of a ruckus o- online a little bit in some of the instructor groups with people responding to it a certain way. And it, it was like, um, yeah, it sparked a bit of a ruckus uh, and, and some real vitriol within groups, which I think highlights the, the problem. Um, 
But then this also sparked some brilliant stuff as well. In the, I did an interview with a podcast today, actually, uh, with, with Michael Carr from Go Roadie, who's currently producing uh, a new online diary system for instructors. And as a result of that podcast and talking to me, he's put these options for pronouns and stuff like that in this online diary system. And he wouldn't have done it if it hadn't been for that podcast. And it's just like, that's... That's awesome. You know, it's it's evoked change. It's, that's one thing I wanted to do with the show as well. Like I said, if I could make someone change, I could make someone think about someone or inspire someone and then achieve the goal and say, hey, you say that you've taken a lot from that episode. It, it's great. And, and the other great thing about that, and to be fair, this happened with a lot of the shows, it's directed traffic to G. You know, it's directed people to, to G and, and um, the, oh, crap, I forgot the name, the Queer Box. The, the 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 business training thing they do it's directed traffic to that and it's like that's brilliant you know I'm, I've, I've picked these these people that I really believe in and value and want to come on the show and promote and celebrate and they're now getting business from it so like, I don't get better than that yeah yeah it was I think I might have even potentially started at that episode and I was just like hungry for more um so um <laughs> Yeah, so I've kind of called out a few people. Who would you like to call out? Um, well, I'll be completely frank, and, and I'm probably going to annoy 11 people here. <laughs> but I do have a favourite episode, uh, and it's the episode with, with Chris Brooker, uh, comedian, compare, coach, and wrestling promo guru, uh, Chris Brooker. And But there's a specific reason why that's my favourite, and it's different to every other episode because Chris is a trained and talented comedian. He's an entertainer. And you can tell that as soon as he comes on the show. Because when I introduce people, I have my little thing of saying something a little bit quirky, like the fabulous Bob Morton or like, and with Chris, I think I refer to him as the enigmatic Chris Brooker. And whereas most people were like, oh yeah, thanks for having me on Terry. Chris was straight. And he were like, mm -hmm. enigmatic, I've got to live up to this now. And it was like, Straight away, it's like, I've got to raise my game here. I've got to try and match this like comedian, this personality, with with some of my own, and I kind of did. So that that's why that's my personal favorite episode because I that was the episode I did where I genuinely felt like I could do this afterwards because I had this this entertainer, this 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 person. And don't get me wrong, everyone was entertaining. Everyone was a personality, but this guy is an actual entertainer. And he'd come on and I had um, matched him. You know, that's, that's the wrong term, but you, you know what I mean? It's like I, I proved to myself that I can do this. I mean, Second Sight was also a great show. It was a great episode. He gave some absolutely wonderful advice. And he spent a lot of time with me before, as most people did, to be fair, a lot of time before and after the episode, just talking to me. In fact, I can remember with Chris, we got about 40 minutes into the conversation. I went, should really be recording this because this <laughs> is gold that we're doing now. Let's start now. And then, then we went on from there. So, yeah, in terms of a favourite episode, that one, because that like, I'm repeating myself, but I'm saying it again so I can hear myself say it that's where I proved to myself I could do it. it to, to single out, Chris, it's probably a bit unfair, because like I say, you look at Bob Morton, and it was very much, he put me at ease. He was my first podcast, not just on the show, but the first one I recorded. He put me at ease straight away. His experience as a veteran and stuff, and it was just a pleasure to talk to. And he was a little bit like Dino, 
and I only had to ask about three questions because they spoke for about three hours as a result of that. And that's not a criticism, yeah? But then the second one was, was Amanda Leek. And the great thing about Amanda Leek was, and again, I almost proved myself a little bit here as well. She was very, very nervous. Right. And you could, you can, or I think you can tell at the start in that she's a bit twitchy with the way she's talking. There's a little bit of reluctance there. But about halfway through, she just settles in. And she goes into this epic monologue about telling stories and building relationships. And, and from there, she just just went off and it were like, and that was really pleasing in the sense of I felt like I'd almost looked after her. Yeah. And then she went off. And it that so that was great in that sense. Kia Witherspoon was the first person I'd had on an interview that um I'd never really spoke to before. So that was a bit daunting for me. Mm. And he was just probably the most passionate and enthusiastic person I've had on the show. It's just really bouncy and energetic. And, and he actually gave me uh, one comment before the podcast that, that, that really invigorated me and motivated me. In I was just swapping messages with him and I was telling him about the podcast I do. And I mentioned my other podcast, which is a five-minute theory, told him about that. And he sent a message back saying, that could be massive in a year. And it really resonates for, yes, of course in a year. It's not going to be massive this week. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me just take a step back and go, yeah, growth, rather than immediate overnight success. Then we got Chris Benson, who was the second person I'd, I'd never really spoke to. And Chris was, I mean, I've worked with Chris ever since now. We're in touch every week. You know, he's worked with the DITC. They're, they're doing the news features. We're swapping messages. It's brilliant. You know, I'll text him and I'll be, Chris, can I ask you advice on this? And he does the same back. But you mentioned it before. He opened some ways of thinking to me just from an episode that I'd never even considered before. And it was brilliant and about different words used with 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 learners. And um, uh, what was the other thing you were talking about? I can't remember off the top of it, but it's just really, really insightful. And yeah, so that that was that was brilliant. Then we sort of went on to, um, well, I'm not going to go through everyone at this stage, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone was 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 brilliant, whether it was uh, Metali de Picastro talking about cock rings, which oh, threw, yeah. threw me a little bit. Like, oh, I expect that to come up today. Oh, um, That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that line during that show. <laughs> um but yeah, or Robin Bates, who initially was the guy that really uh, sparked the fire underneath me to do the podcast and, and allow me to do it. And it's like, you know, you know Robin as well as I do. He's the sort of bloke that just says to me, just do it, you yeah. know. Um, or, uh, yeah, so it's just, I think got Haley talking about nutrition and, and that was so good. That episode was phenomenal because... I didn't realise when we were recording it, but when I edited afterwards, <laughs> I've never heard as many fucks in my life. <laughs> I, I that's what to, she said. <laughs> that's what she said. It was, it was bonkers. It's like there was a point I got to about 45 minutes into recording and I'd started like counting them. And she was saying fuck every 70 seconds. <laughs> every 70 seconds. And that was just the word fuck. That wasn't the shits or the craps or anything. It was just... I was like... 
I mean, look, I'm not belittling in the quality information she gave as well, but that was a highlight for me. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's your exclusive folks. Yeah. <laughs> the highlight was, uh, yeah. in my view, there's that record, isn't there? I think Stephen Fry has it for the most folks on TV. So maybe hayley has got it for the most <laughs> on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to mention Rob Coolin, uh, because Rob, uh, in many ways, has been one of my most supporters, biggest supporters of the podcast, almost behind the scenes. He shares and likes everything I put out, uh, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. But also, was a really brilliant guest because I, I know of, I, he come on to talk about um, electric cars, electric vehicles, which I kept calling EV cars, which <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense. But um, he come on to talk about that, and I know very little about that. So whereas every other episode I did, I was able to talk with some knowledge. With with Rob, it was like it was different. It was a genuine sort of inquisitiveness, not knowing. And it was really, really good at explaining it. Really good. Uh, really I, um, insightful. I think there was subliminal messaging because he must have mentioned the Nissan Leaf. Um <laughs> <laughs> about, <laughs> about 87 times uh, it was probably a really lovely car but I weirdly I got loads out of that episode because there was two things you guys talked about one was to do around supporting anxious learners which I've already sort of mentioned I am one of but then also that I had somebody because I've made a decision that I want to learn automatic and I finally had someone that said do you know what that's not becoming as big a deal to decide that now as it maybe was 10 20 years ago and I was like and that just that's also given me so much relief because everybody I talk to about it has that mindset of no no you must but you've got to learn manual it'll be fine and nobody seems to be listening like no I don't want to I want to learn automatic so hearing two voices saying yeah actually we're supportive of learner decisions that's that's why I love the podcast because it's just people actually listening rather than telling uh I love that and, and that's what it is. It's people listening. It's listening to whether it's listening to the learner or listening to the person or the other end of this. And it, it, it really is. And 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 that was the, the thing. Rob, I learned so much from him. Um, and, it, you know, like you say, it, it was great. And, and it, it, put, it made me think differently about licenses because I've, again, I've said before, you know, I, uh, there's a, I've got a lot of faults and one of mine is I can be a bit dogmatic in my approach at times. I'm definitely getting better at not being, well, Terry says it's this way, so it must be this way. I'm getting better at taking a step back and, uh, and looking over opinions, but manual licenses, you know, if you were to scroll through my Facebook feed and I did a search manual licenses, you'd see me criticise people that don't have a manual licence, but I've been coming away from that a little bit, but it was talking with Rob that, that made me realise that, no, there is a choice there. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with someone that wants to go for an automatic licence. You know, I still, as Rob said, I think that where possible, the ideal licence is a manual because it, it lets you do everything. So yes, it is the ideal licence, but that doesn't mean that's ideal for everyone. And that's yeah. the key thing. Just because it's right for most doesn't mean it's right for everyone. That doesn't discriminate against the, the possible minority it's not right for, which is something, again, we've spoken a lot about throughout the shows, whether that's uh, that one or whether it's, we go back to the, the episode with G, you know, most people don't need or don't require or don't get benefit from having pronouns after the name, but we're doing it for the people that do get benefit from that. And it, I think that's just a massive thing in so many different areas. Yeah, completely. So 
what are your plans for what's the next sort of road that you're going to take um, for the for the instructor podcast good question because i'm still not 100 percent sure um season two starts on august the first and i am hopefully doing a triple drop on that first sunday with three episodes um and i've got currently about 20 guests lined up for it uh, and I think the plan is for it to be 18 episodes long, which takes me through to the start of December. And then season three can kick off at the start of January, which will be January the 2nd. So actually relatively organised with that, which is a miracle in itself. But in terms of the direction of the show, there's a slight tweak in the way I'm doing it. So whereas with this episode one, I was looking at things that I wanted to talk about and then getting people in to fit that. I've switched that a little bit this time and I'm going for people that I want to talk to rather than the, right. the, the topic. And it, the principle is still the same. I want to see what I can pull out from that person to take for our industry. But I think it's more the conversation around the person, around that what that person's doing. So whether that's talking to, uh, I'm not going to drop any names of people on the podcast, but whether that's talking to someone about mindfulness or meditation or um, potentially selling without sleeves, or you know, someone that's got their own podcast about crazy exes, but wants to talk about, um, also wants to talk about how people can find what they want to do in life going mm-hmm. forward. You know, I, I think that all that stuff is is relevant, but I want to address more of the person than the the, the topic. And it's going to be tricky, I think, just finding that shift slightly. But I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, there's also a potential for, uh, I don't know the right phrase for this because I want to say a paywall, but that implies that you're not going to be able to get stuff without paying for stuff. But I want to create something a little bit more. So the podcast will obviously always be free. That, that's going to be that podcast. But I love doing this, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm helping people. You know, I, I've had, even today, I've had someone contact me and say that I've motivated them to go off and do this awesome new thing and they've got this new job which is brilliant so i i would love just to create something a little bit more but and this is being completely honest i can't put any more time in than i do now so to put the extra time in i would obviously need to reduce my hours on lessons which then reduces my income so there's gonna have to be a balance there somewhere so that's still up in the air a little bit but there's a lot of ideas around there there's there's also uh Again, I haven't 100% decided on this yet, but I think for season two, I'm going to have a group, a Facebook group for the Instructor Podcast. And what I think would be awesome, and I've asked a couple of people about this and they seem to like the idea. And I know everyone won't be able to do it, but if after an episode, if I could get the, the, the person that was on the episode into the group to do like a Q&A on the episode or I could provide back feedback on that episode and follow up questions on it so then get that person to speak, that wouldn't be a podcast. That would just be in the group. I think that'll be, I, I like that idea. I think that'll be pretty cool as well. So so there's lots of ideas going on, but the, there's nothing set in stone. I want to, I'm going to pitch to you an idea because um, I think you should trademark the, the instructor could so well be the next Jason Statham film. <laughs> He's going to face the test of a lifetime like that. So I'm pitching that. I want in on that when that gets made. What, and... what role do you want to play in, in the instructor? Oh, I... I... Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously going to be the Jason Statham. Uh, 
I'm going to be your nemesis. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just like in real life. So, so you're the examiner, right? I'm I'm Jason Stephen going for my standards check, and you'll come out in your high vis jacket with a clipboard or an iPad as it is now. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, yeah, we may have to put a slightly different spin on that, but but yes, that could work. Um, there you go. Yeah. That, that's going to be Facebook group exclusive. Yeah, well, that could, I was going to say OnlyFans, but I don't think I quite understand OnlyFans, so maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean, I could work with an OnlyFans, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an incredibly handsome man. We'll get, I'm willing to try anything once, twice, actually, because you might change your mind. That's it. Um, so what are you most proud of? And I know you've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but what are you most proud of since starting your podcast? The audience. Um, in the... I had zero. Well, I had my mum. That don't really count. You know, I had zero audience and I built up to where I am now from that zero. You know, and, uh, I'm going to try to careful how I word this. I don't want it to sound like a criticism towards anyone else. But, you know, I didn't have a big Facebook following or Twitter following or a Facebook group with thousands of people in it. Now, the thing is, uh, so so potentially you could start a podcast, a, a, another podcast tomorrow, and you might have a group with two thousand people in. So you've already got potentially mm. two thousand people hanging off your every word, ready to listen to that show. But you've already done that hard work with the audience, so the credit for your audience has already come there. But I haven't. This is me building my audience up from scratch, and I am genuinely um, proud of myself for that. And I. I'm very flippant and I'm very joking and uh, take the mick out of myself a lot, um, you know, but I genuinely am really, really proud of that and the way the show's grown and the way I've grown it. And um, I'm sort of regular in the top, I think the highest I got, I haven't quite cracked the top 100 business yet, but, you know, regularly in the top 150 in that that business chat. And that's a hard one to get in, you know, getting above people like Grant Cardone and Rob Moore, which is, all right only for a week but still it counts yeah. I've got screenshots um <laughs> and but also the the actual business chart so not like a subcategory of business chart the actual business chart because I put it into the careers chart as well and I'm like top two regularly I'm like I don't like that I'm coming out of that and that's not dismissing anyone else mm. either but it's like the business chart is my focus. And then I got bored of being in that, so I stopped looking. But it's it's the it is it's the the, the audience growth and the mm. fact that it's such a variety. I genuinely have targeted driving instructors, apart from those couple of episodes, like I say, where I veered away slightly. It's been a, it's called the instructor. You know, you know, it doesn't get more targeted towards instructors than that. But just a massive variety of people listening, and and it, I don't know. I just find that really endearing that that people actually want to listen to something that I've done and I'm not stupid I know that most of the people that tune in will come in to listen to the guest rather than me uh, and I accept that and that's why I get those guests on you know that they're experts for a reason but I still created it you know it's my baby you know I've, I've brought this into the world I've given birth to this podcast and I'm watching it now grow now it's, it's a crawling a bit so season two hopefully it can walk you know <laughs> by the time we get to season 17 it'll be driving a car 
Oh, there you go. Perfect. That's, that's, that's my proudest moment, that comment. That is. It should be as well. Uh, so, Terry, I don't have any more of my own special insights or questions, but is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we've not managed to cover? Um, not specifically talk about. The one thing I do want to do, and I've, I've said this publicly, is, is, is just thank the, the people that are coming on. Because I was genuinely scared to to ask a lot of people to come on. I mentioned about G being the the scariest. And I, I still don't know why that is when I think about it. But um, yeah, I was genuinely apprehensive. You know, when I I put it off for that long because I just assumed that no one would listen, and I assumed that um, no one would like it, and I assumed that I would be boring. But everyone has been super super nice just genuinely pleasant i think almost everyone has said yes i've asked if not everyone and they've just been pleasant about it you know no one's been off at all and that's just great and even afterwards you know people sharing it on facebook share it on retweeting it on twitter and and commenting and and um putting their own posts up with it and you know it's just been heartwarming in a sense because i, I didn't expect people to do that i would do it for others and i have done it for others but i think that i just expect other people to be like right i've done it for you fuck off you know <laughs> but they didn't they've just been and like it's just been great and to be able to repay that kindness and again i don't think i've been able to do it with everyone but to repay that kindness by sending some custom their way or, or some audience their ways as i don't know i just it's just a big fact, especially uh, Chris from the DITC, who was turned up every week from episode five, I believe it was, um, to do his to do his news feature. He did me the special bonus episode as well uh, for their interview with NAS, which was was brilliant. Um, and then also to, to a couple of other bonus episodes, which was um, James Lockhurst from Project Edward, Every Day Without a Road Death, um, which is, I'm passionate about that because... And I'm not going to go into this too much because I said it on the show, but why should we be setting a target of only one person dying a day? Let's set a target of no one dying. You know, we may not reach it, but let's set that target instead. Um, and he he was just the nicest bloke in the world. And I've never met him before. And he offered to buy me cake, you know, which is like, <laughs> you know, anyone that offers to buy me cake is, is always going to be good in my books. And then I mentioned it previously, Michael Carr from Go Road, you joined me. Um, uh, just today, actually, so we show still to come out, and just really nice people all around. And, I, and I'm saying that a lot, but I can't stress that enough. And then also to your good self, Emma, uh, who, <laughs> who uh, was kind enough to agree to come and do this one, because as as much as I am supremely talented and a wonderful person, I'm pretty sure that people didn't want to hear me just rattle on for an hour. They needed someone that could come on and do a Terry Cook impression that sounded like Chris Tarrant. Maybe. Well, yeah, but that's for our ears only. <laughs> yeah. So that's all good. That can stay in the vaults, <laughs> um, thankfully. But no, thank, thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, I just need to sort of give special mention to to your man Chris. I think he's got an ASMR quality to his voice. I particularly like his segments. I do listen to the driving, but I find him very calming. And I found a little platform to let him know. So, Chris, you've got a lovely voice. Is this uh, Chris Tarrant or Chris Benson? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I, I, won't, I, I won't make that joke. <laughs>
Um, but no, I, I genuinely appreciate you and everyone that's taken the time to come on the show. Um, yeah, it's just, I've, I've really enjoyed myself. I and mean, this this episode is, is genuinely for my own pleasure more than anything else. I hope that people listen to it and, and, and can take something from it and, and realise that they can do it. You know, I was on the Driving Instructors podcast uh, that actually, as we're recording this, it, it was released today. Uh, and I was saying on there that I want more driving instructors to do stuff. There's so much quality. In our, and again, I say this a lot. I'm sure it applies to every industry, but I'm speaking about mine. There's so much quality in this industry, so much. And I'm sure so much of it was was like me and scared and reluctant and, and just assumed that no one wanted to listen. And you know what? They might not. You know, you're not always going to hit a home run with everything, you know. I'm really happy with the stats and what I've achieved for this season. Season two could plummet. No one might listen. You know, it might just be me and you. You know, <laughs> it, and that's not a bad audience, but it's not everything has to be successful. But you'll never know if it's going to be successful until it's tried. And I count this show as being successful because I count it based on what success compared to what I achieved. It matches other podcasts similar out there in, in similar genres and, and, and uh, similar veins. And, and to this day, I'm still surprised when I'll see a podcast put up the number of, uh, the number of listens I've had. And I think, really? I, I would have assumed you were on six million. <laughs> you know, and assume that you, that that I don't know wherever it was. I saw one other day, and that I just assumed there would have been like I don't know what numbers. But then you look and think, oh, that makes sense actually when you work it out. But yeah, I, I, no. If if anyone to say, I hope that people listen to the to the experts, the leaders, the innovators, the game changers that I get on, and take stuff from them. But I just really hope that from me, they just take a bit of initiative. Think, Do you know what? I'm going to give this a go whether it's a podcast or a different YouTube channel rather than just putting up dash cam clips and the same old stuff that goes about time, or whether it's writing a book like Metali Dapercaster suggested, or whether it's changing their coaching technique, as Bob Morton said, or, or like, you know, whatever anyone said, you know, like Haley said, doing your green car parks or, you know, whatever it might be. I just, I think people just need to try it, you know, and then just give some a go. Awesome. What a great message to end that on. Yes. Um, and as I said, I genuinely appreciate you uh, joining me today and taking time out of your uh, Friday evening as we record this to, uh, to to chat with me. So I really appreciate that. So to wrap this up, is there anything that you would like to promote and you would like to plug and where can people find more Emma Morgan goodness? <laughs> well i am also i think i've hinted it i've tried to shoehorn it in a little <laughs> a few times you know because that's what every interviewer does isn't it just talks about themselves um <laughs> but yeah i'm also a podcaster um i um host a podcast called the crazy x club people who listen to terry terry might be on my podcast he might be there with his own stories and it's actually it's a really great episode in you know, I, it's not a spoiler. It's in the title. It involves a shark. How can you resist that? So yeah, Crazy X Club on all kind of great places that you can find podcasts. I've got a page on Facebook, again, just Crazy X Club, and that's where you can get show information. But I've also got a support group. So my podcast was started after my marriage broke down a few years ago, and I just wanted to start it 
weirdly it's kind of similar to Terry's but for a very sort of different audience I just wanted to help people that that were going through something that I had been through and felt like I had come out of so there's a Facebook group as well and that's a private Facebook group for people going through similar kinds of things come and chat to us um we kind of just give you a virtual cuddle if you kind of got a problem or something like that so there's that kind of going on there's a website coming. Terry knows I'm kind of banging my head against a wall trying to design it because it is not my forte. But when that does come, I do have the domain. So um, you can find me at crazyxclub.com. And that's me. And uh, I am a big fan of the Crazy X Club podcast. It's, it's brilliant in different ways, in so many different ways, in that the stories are, are fantastic. There are some, some quite emotional ones and there's some... Definitely, there's some comedic value in there as well, and I, that's how I come across you. Actually, uh, first in that I didn't realise. I mean, mm. we were in the same group, weren't we? In the the coach of a geese group, and we'd kind of, I suppose, stumble across each other a little bit. But I never realised you were doing crazy. Oh, that's you! And then I was like a little fangirl, just like getting all excited. But um, yeah, go check that out. Um, and do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say this anyway. Uh, you're not just crazy X club, are you? You, you provide other coaching for people, other sources of coaching? I do, but I'm not in my comfort zone. I've, I've got a massive mental block about actually telling people that I do coaching, but I do provide coaching. Um, it relies on, so I kind of mentioned I've got a corporate career. So my skill set is in project management. And before everybody switches the episode off, I'm going to get really quickly to the point. There is a lot of stuff that we do in a corporate world to evoke change that you can do for personal things and sort of ways that you can apply it in everyday life. I have a claim is that I can agilize anybody or anything because um, agile is the type of project management that I do. So that's kind of like how I kind of use coaching in a personal sense. But yeah, uh, once the website's out there, that's probably a thing. But yeah, yeah, it's weird, weird, isn't it? Don't think of myself as a coach yet. You I'm are. not allowed to say that, am I? You are, you are. No, you're not allowed to say that. You are a coach. <laughs> And what's amusing for me there is I asked you sort of about the Crazy X Club when you went on this really passionate uh, monologue and there were arms flying about all over and all sorts. I mentioned the coach thing and you've gone really shrink. introvert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just really mentally... but, but yeah, if, if you're listening and you need help finding your goal in life or or anything along those lines, I suppose any kind of coaching, uh, contact me and then contact Emma. Yeah. <laughs> we can make beautiful vision boards. That's what I'm all about. But that will really turn a lot of people off. So <laughs> that's the final nail. I will leave the vision boards to you. The vision boards are not my strong point. <laughs> um, so no, that, that's where you can find Emma. All that stuff will be in the show notes, as well as always the links for me. Uh, and the last thing I'm going to mention before we disappear is obviously we've had a lot of experts, uh, game changers, leaders, and innovators on, on the show um check them out go look at them these guys know this stuff i endorse them um so whether it's the lgtbq stuff whether it's writing a book whether it's podcasting coaching whatever self-help uh health and fitness all the other stuff whatever it is go back and even if you don't listen to the show find the person click on the link and go check them out because there's a lot of quality there so yeah thank you for joining us today uh it's uh it's goodbye for me it's thank you for me and it's goodbye for me thanks for having me
Hi, this is Chris Benstead from the Driving Instructor and Trainers Collective, the DITC, the signposting point for the industry. And today we're going to be having a look at what Terry has managed to do with the Instructor podcast. Um, I think he's done a cracking job. I've enjoyed listening to every single episode. I haven't agreed with all of them. Some of them had me swearing in Tesco's when I disagreed. And, you know, I think anything that provokes thought in that way has got to be a good thing. It's opinions and opinions are what driving instructors do best. We always say that 10 driving instructors in a room will give you 11 opinions. And I was doing some work uh, earlier this week that was technical consultancy, making sure that uh, people were getting things right when they were referring to the driving test and such. And, you know, they sort of joked about the fact that it would have taken all day if we'd had two instructors in the room because neither of us would have agreed. So I, th I think that's so often the case. And what Terry's done incredibly well, my hat off to him, uh, is pitch things in a way that it doesn't matter what kind of instructor you are. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. He's been able to challenge without people feeling that they're being criticised. He's been able to, um, he's been able to inform without people feeling like they're being spoken down to. And I think he's done a cracking job. It's been a pleasure to be a part of it on our short segments each week. Um, and we're, as the DITC, we're really pleased to be able to support Terry um, and you know other podcasts like uh, Mick Knowles, uh, the DID podcast, um, ventures that are going on and are you know rapidly coming through about mental health, about new business ideas, about developing old business ideas. That's part of what we want to be is being able to join those dots and make people like the instructor podcast findable. It's findable, the right word. Discoverable. That's the one I wanted. Um, so, yeah, to make them discoverable, to make it so that, you know, when especially a new PDI comes into the industry, they're not treading water trying to figure out which way is up, that they can go somewhere and they can say, OK, what don't I know? And as we know, you don't know what you don't know until you know that you don't know it. So we want to give them that discoverability of the industry, of assets like podcasts, books, um, you know, any kind of apps that are available and, and opportunities to grow and improve their business. And for me, right, I don't often admit to this, I'm inherently lazy. I don't like working hard. Anything that means that I can do the same or better job without having to put in the same or more effort I'm on, I'm on board and I like doing those kind of things. Um, I get bored easily as well. So, you know, I'm not one to sit down and hammer through paperwork and, and you know, enjoy writing notes about stuff. I think that we're such a diverse industry and we are from such mixed backgrounds. I love being in a, in a test centre waiting room with people I don't know. Um because you never know what they're going to be from, where they're going to be from. And, you know, you can be talking to someone and suddenly find out they were a doctor um, or that they were a lawyer and that they've decided to have a change of pace and, and a change of what they do. 
And that makes us potentially so strong together, but only if we are together, only if we are united. And we we need to to work on that because we've been an industry of individuals. And I think now COVID has proven that sometimes when being an individual, you can be weaker. And it doesn't mean that we've all got to be on the same team for working for the same company. It doesn't mean that we've all got to agree, as we said, about opinions. Um, that's great. But what it does mean is that we can protect ourselves and support each other and we can uh, share information and opportunities. So thank you, Terry. Much appreciated. I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh, this series and I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, I've been told there's already three lined up and, uh, you know, please can I pull my finger out and give them something interesting to add? Um, we'll see. We'll see what the DVSA, the Lord and Masters, see what they uh, they produce and whether they can uh, get back on top of this COVID delay. Um, and we'll see what the associations bring. We'll see what the um, franchise providers, national and local, bring. And we'll see how things continue to develop because I think we're at the beginning of a, of a real change if we all choose to take it. I think that there is a definite possibility that we all fall back into those ruts. And I refuse. I refuse so much that I don't have a car um, because I know if I get a car, I'll start teaching lessons and I'll end up in that day to day grind. So, you know, as I've mentioned on previous uh, previous episodes, I'm now doing theory training one to one via Zoom, supporting people on that. And that's something I want to see change. And that's something I'm going to be working on. Um, and we're growing the DITC. You know, there's lots going on behind the scenes. Um, a big announcement, which I'm sure Terry's going to pull a special out of his pocket for um, because he's been part of growing it and, and making it happen. And I think we're just going to see things go from strength to strength. So I hope everybody stays safe. Don't let your guard down. Keep thinking. Don't work harder than you have to. Give yourself a day off. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you on the next series of The Instructor, as long as you love me. Thank you very much. Stay safe. So thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you click subscribe wherever you're listening so that the next one will drop straight into your podcast feed. If you want to get in touch with the show, head over to tcdrive.co.uk. You can get in touch with me by any method over there. And remember, let's just keep raising standards and stay safe.